Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I am joined with a good friend of the show. He is our New Orleans correspondent via Chicago. Uh, we've got Rob the Hammer Harrisman on here. Rob, how the hell are you? Yo, what up, what up, what up? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. Uh, I wanted to I'm really quickly... Get a little stiff neck from the weekend's activities, but uh, I will yeah. survive. I yeah. saw that. I saw that you were uh, playing some old boys rugby. You had it looks like you had a great time. Mm-hmm. I was uh, going to mention on the show here that uh, something very very special happened for what took place for the rugby rant. You met your co-host Scott the Big Guy Ferrara for the first time ever. Talk about that experience. Yeah, bro. Three years, man. We've been at it three Crazy. years. Started under COVID, so of course we didn't meet at all during that time, and then we just haven't had uh, had an opportunity to hook up. You know, I've uh, with me traveling with family and things like that, and him with family engagements and some other things, um, and and Ty with the busy work schedule, we just haven't been able to hook up since the first time it happened. The occasion was uh, well, the Iron Workers, as we now call them in their third iteration, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. coming in. I had an opportunity uh, to you know since I'm here. Um, doing sideline commentary to, to have Scott over to my pad and um, he stayed at my house and that's awesome. You know, um, enjoyed the weekend at uh, um, the blaze whom I played for uh, when I, in my younger years um, mm-hmm. had their 40th anniversary celebration at the wow. clubhouse and at the Pete Thornley Memorial. Well, he's not dead yet, but uh, the Pete Thornley fields. Um, and it was an awesome occasion. Uh, so I got to play some old boys and then we went to the game on Sunday and had a marvelous time and did a podcast live from the stadium. So shout out to the hounds, James, uh, you know, I'm talking about you, my brother and, um, and Jess, I appreciate all your help. That's awesome. Very, very cool to experience that. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting to think about, but you guys are so far apart geographically that it yeah. kind of does make sense. That you hadn't met yet until just then. I couldn't imagine not meeting my co-host, but then again, we're all in that small area of the country where we, we see each other all the time and stuff like that. So yeah, very cool. How was Scott? Was he a great house guest or what? How did that go down? Uh, couldn't ask for anybody better. I mean, yeah. dude was rolled with the punches, was up for anything, um, you know, not picky at all. Um, yeah, he had the, uh, we got a finished basement. So he, he had the finished basement all himself, bathroom cool. and everything else. So he, he was, he was happy as pig and slop. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, he rolled with it, man. We had a great time. It was, he was all, it was all good. Um, that's great. We, we put on the airs like we don't get along and stuff, but right. that's not, yeah. it, it couldn't be further from the truth. He is, uh, he is, is a, a, a guy, a, a man of the highest order. I agree a thousand percent. One of the nicest guys in our rugby community that we have amongst the teams and stuff like that. I, I I tell people this all the time. I don't know if this would have survived or at least got off the ground without Scott's help. Like I reached out yeah. to him quite a bit at the very beginning to get some tips and stuff like that. So yeah, one of the one of the best in the biz, as we say. But uh, you've provided us with some information about the new draftees. Uh, the new acquisitions for uh, the New Orleans uh, team down there, the gold, in previous appearances this season. Who are a couple of guys that are kind of flying under the radar for this upcoming game against the uh, the Free Jacks? Uh, I, you know, I, that's a great question, and I don't know that I have a great answer. Um, right now, I think the gold are experiencing a challenge like several teams are experiencing, the Ironworkers being one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto being another, and that they're just getting um, bitten by the injury bug, uh, okay. and and that's prone to happen at this stage of the season. But um, it's kind of interesting. I mean, this last game, 
um, that they played last weekend against San Diego. Matt Harmon's he's actually, I think, the second or third game at playing hooker, and he's traditionally played prop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reese Botha, you know, who who really is a fresh face, um, young guy that came from LU, <clears throat> whom I know personally, uh, getting his first start, hasn't had a lot of uh, opportunities in MLR, and it's, it's tough with Rodney, Rodney Iona being mm-hmm. on the injury list. You go from a guy who's been in Super Rugby to a, a kid that's, that's still – um, young and learning the trade and and hasn't had an opportunity to step into those boots. So he was thrown into the fire. Uh, Cam Falcon um, came on as a sub. Cam hasn't seen action for the Golden, I believe, two years. Um, wow. Junior Tungawea, yeah. Junior Tungawea has been on the fringe, played with the ARP uh, goal or the, you know, the NOLA team and the ARP, but really hasn't in, I think, four years that he's been there. He hasn't had a lot of opportunity to get in the mix. So he was in there. Alex Lopetti, and normally plays hooker, was put into the uh, back row. Um, and Giovanni Lapp, who was in the mix last season, um, you know, I think, you know, in that, or no, two seasons ago, excuse me, when they had that um, uh, victory against the great Giltinis that eventually won the cup out at, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the big, um, LA Coliseum. Uh, Coliseum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was, you know, that I think that was his only start. Um, okay. you know, the, and so he didn't play for him last year and then he, he was picked up by him this year. So, you know, a ton of injuries to some studs. Um, Tom Florence has been out and he's been a huge, uh, huge influence on this team. Uh, you feel, you feel it when he's out. Um, he, uh, Hallam Eames has been out. Um, Billy Stewart, uh, knackered with a HIA from the, the Ironworkers game and same with Devin Short. It was, Really, unfortunately, um, wow. you know, we, although he was main, named to the 54-man Eagle squad, um, has been knackered by some injuries, uh, HIA, and before that, uh, he had a lower leg injury. So, Pat O'Toole and HIA, uh, Eric Howard was supposed to start, couldn't make it. I mean, that's, that's I mean, We're talking game. about a lot of players here, Rob. Like, that's that's yeah. legit. Yeah. And Dougie Fife, you know him well. I mean, he's, he was, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't in the lineup either. So, you know, it's for not for nothing. I mean, like I said uh, – teams go through it no excuses it happens you got to be prepared for that that's that's part of building a team that's a gm's job but you know it's it's been it, 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 they've been they've been bitten by it here this last uh last probably three four weeks gotcha so are you expecting any of these guys that you're listing here to be back and available for the free jacks game that you're aware of um i i I don't yeah you know no i i don't know i really okay. don't have a, a very good um handle on that and you know, uh, I I talk to Fitz, uh, communicate with him um, fairly frequently, but I, you know he keeps his cards close to the vest. Occasionally, yeah. he'll he'll release some things to me, but um, I always keep them um, under wraps if I can. And I I just uh, you know I think it's been tough for them, and I don't I don't know that they'll get these guys back, um, you know, by this weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a real shame. I mean, you want to play your opponents at full strength. You know, you hate to play a team that's going through an injury crisis because you really want yeah. to be able to go toe to toe, best on best type of situation. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's definitely a situation in the Eastern Conference. You got Toronto, you got the Iron Workers, you got you guys that are really suffering from this injury bug right now. But I mean, the Free Jacks, I'm going to knock on wood right now, really don't have a, a true concern. Now, obviously, the captain going down, Josh Larson, is That's a Larson. big deal uh, for the, the second row. 
Um, and other than that, we have Quint. Uh, I almost said Quentin Newcomer. Why the hell did I say that? Must have saw. I, I saw him uh, in C, uh, 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 DC the last week. That's why I was thinking of that. But I'm thinking of Andrew Quatran. Uh, Q yeah. has had a quad injury, I believe it is, or maybe a groin injury. But I think he should be back within the next week or two. So other than that, we we're pretty much golden at this point. Um, you know, of course, it is a war of attrition. Um, and you know, the guys could go down left and right. You never know. But uh, right now, we're pretty, actually, pretty good spot right now with injuries. So encouraging stuff for our perspective. Uh, what's going on on the pitch for the gold since we last spoke with you last? You know, some people in the comments talking about we you kind of expected them to be better than they are at this point. I mean, is it just an injury factor or what else is going on actually on the pitch that's causing issues? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think the injuries definitely impacted in this past week against San Diego. Mm-hmm be honest with you um they missed iona um you know um uh reese i love the kid as i said i know him personally um you know he he missed he he left nine points off the or sorry eight points off the board for sure Mm. you know um and and that hurt uh so i think it comes down to to consistency uh i don't i just don't think they put on a consistent display from uh, week to week that they needed to have. Um, I think it comes down to confidence. You know, uh, I as much as I hate to say it, that Seattle game that they lost by one, they were really winning right there till the end. Um, if they'd have been able to put that away, I think that would have provided a platform of confidence for them moving mm-hmm. forward yep. to feel like, um, you know, they, they beat one of the best teams at the time and, and were able to move forward well. Um, you know, they, they put up a stinker last week against iron workers losing 54, uh, 27, right. you know, they have the ability to score, but, um, you know, they, they've struggled under the high ball. I think they, they did better this last weekend, but they really under, uh, have struggled under the high ball periodically. They struggled, struggled, uh, dealing with, um, tactical kicks, handling those kicks. You really saw being on the field for the, for the hounds games, you saw the difference and and the you know and and how a team who handles a, with a back three that handles those well in the hounds because I, I do think they handle the tactical kicking really well with Matina, uh, Dominguez, um, you know on on in, in the back three and Cardi, um, you know as compared to uh, some periods where they've had some difficulties with some of their personnel handling the kicks so um, I think that's been a struggle um, and lineouts have been inconsistent they really have missed Pat O'Toole. Um, you know, at, at the two spot, I mean, Harmon's, you know, not, he's just starting to get into the hooker space and he's a, he's a tough nut. Um, but you know, uh, we all know that the throws are important and they, and they missed some critical throws here this last week. I mean, it's not his natural position, right? So he's kind of been no. thrown into that role and, you know, throwing, I mean, it's not as easy as it looks folks. I can tell you that for sure. You know, you're sitting on the sidelines like, yeah, you can't get this throw, right. It's not that, yeah. you know, it's not that easy. Uh, yeah, it's not easy to deal with a guy like uh, Rossi, you know, mm-hmm. who's at who at six nine, you know, just yeah. has the the length uh, to really disrupt your your throwing. Um, yeah, so you sure. really have to move your pods a lot, and you have to keep him guessing in order to, you know, be able to have a, a, an advantage at the lineup. For sure. Um, it's so interesting because I myself and I think a couple other outriders that contribute to the show were really, really high on New Orleans, um, you know, coming into the season thinking that, yeah, this is their year to make the playoffs. It's never happened before, Rob, but you know, we're, we're looking at them now and they're they're in fifth place, um, you know, just uh, ahead of – not just ahead, but in terms of actual points, uh, you know, they're they're far beyond, but in, in, in the, you know, 
outside of the playoffs at this point is, is basically what I was going to say. So it's, it's unfortunate for sure. Um, our boy Dougie Fife down there had an HIA, I believe, like a week or uh, two ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really wonder about his availability this week. You know, it's a, it's a travel for you guys to come up there. Uh, I just I, I wonder if he's going to be available and if he makes a huge impact if he is selected to the 23. I could just see him tearing us up as a, you know, a, a welcome home type of thing. But uh, mm. did uh, New Orleans bolster their squad? Obviously, they did, uh, you know, in the offseason. But did they bring anybody in uh, prior to the deadline? Uh, no, that's not really their MO. I think, um, it's one of the things that, um, that Fitz tries to do is get his roster settled in and get the boys, um, you know, developing some continuity Mm -hmm. early and not disrupt a whole that. But, you know, um, when you have to bring in, I mean, like I said, Cam Falcon, uh, when you have to move some guys around, um, you know, it, it can make that difficult. Um, you know, they had some really good ac- acquisitions, uh, and I've talked about some of them um, that have really done uh, Jordan Jackson Hope, um, Luke Campbell. They've done a really, really nice job, and they've uh, got uh, um, Perini has done well, but uh, Jared Adams has, has is an absolute stormer. Um, if you go back and watch some of his games, the, guy, the guy's got the pace of an eight, but he's built like, I mean, he's a prop. Um, so he's a guy that can rumble. I mean, he's usually good for one or two breaks, solid breaks, um, a, a match. Um, but no, they didn't end up anybody really at the at the deadline. Uh, you know, Falcon was signed late, but other than that, not really. Gotcha. Um, if you had to guess right now, who are you putting your money on to finish second and third in the Eastern Conference? That's funny you mentioned that because uh, part of the show that we did live from SeaKeek Stadium. Um, before the Hounds match, uh, Scott and I put that together on the rugby rant. We talked about teams out of both ends and who we thought, you know, would be the three three sides to come forward in the playoffs. Who we mm-hmm. thought we'd make it to the finals, and who we thought we'd win. And and um, I have uh, I have New England, uh, you know, getting the number one seed. I think they've really set themselves apart, as you said. The injury bug yep. has not bitten them too much. I mean, that's the right. thing with you know what five they have five games left. Yeah. Um, you have five games left. That's the one thing that you, you, you know, you're right for that right now. Cause you're inside that window, you get an HIA, you get a, a strain, you know, pop quad, or you get a, um, you know, a, a, a torn, uh, you know, a torn Achilles or, you know, an MCL sprain or something like that. And now you're putting yourself outside of the window to recover and get back in the mix for the playoffs. So you really got to, got to be wary of that. Um, you got to manage your personnel, uh, from the coaching end. Um, so I had, I had New England at number one. Uh, I had um, Rooney coming in there. And um, let's see, I also had, uh, I think OGDC is going to be, is going to okay. be one of those, the other team that's going to uh, fit in there. Um, I just, Noah's been playing too inconsistent. I hope they prove me wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you got to play with your head uh, versus your heart. They just haven't shown to me in the last couple of weeks, you know, that they've, um, put themselves into position to to be in that third spot. Um, yeah, 
I think you're 100% correct about that. A great way to describe them is inconsistent. That's a great description of NOLA for sure, at least this season. You know, we, yeah. we had high hopes for them to get into the playoffs, but it doesn't – I mean, there's still an opportunity for them to make it. They're not mathematically eliminated by any means. Uh, the Eastern Conference, other than the Free Jacks, is kind of close together. There, there's no – at this moment, we're, um, what, 11 or 12 games in, depending on yeah. what team we're referring to in the Eastern Conference – the only team that has a winning record right now are the New England Free Jacks. It looks like right, the Ironwalkers right. are playing 500 rugby right, right now. So right. still all to play for well, for a lot of these teams. Yeah, and, you know, you got to remember the last three, within that last five, sorry, four set of games that they have left because there are a couple that, that couple of teams that have games in hand, which plays to their disadvantage too. Yep. But um, OGDC, so that, that could be a critical matchup because those are points that you're going to earn against a conference opponent if you win. Yes. The Jackals and then another one, Toronto, which is the bottom of the of the Eastern Conference. Yep. You know, you'd like to see, you know, you, tough contest against OG. You think, you you know, you can be, make that competitive. Uh, Jackals, you you know, you should get a win with because they only have one. And then Toronto had a nice job tying Atlanta last week. But um, you'd like to think with with their, I think, one win um, or, or and a tie, you, yes. you'd like to think you get a win against them. For you sure. know, and you can you can come back and sneak up on, on New England. You know, yeah. I mean, um we saw what uh, what you know the low, the hounds could do with one one win against uh, the iron workers last week uh, mm -hmm. you know yeah, a penalty and 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 it's a you know you're you're singing a different tune if you're an iron worker for sure, yeah. I mean, it, this team is definitely dangerous. I'm a little concerned about the injury woes, as you've described here. Um, you remember last year, it was not an you know a very fair contest at Fort Quincy. Uh, we just came out and just blew the doors off of you guys, uh, and I think it ended up being 55 points mm -hmm. in the Free Jacks scored. Mm -hmm. So I would love, as a Free Jacks fan, to see that result. Um, I'm hoping for that, but I don't expect it. I expect uh, Nola to play be uh, you know tough opponents there at Fort Quincy for sure. But my most important question for you of the interview is will you be making the trip up to Fort Quincy on May the 21st to see your gold members face off against the mighty New England Free Jacks? I wish I could say yes, but uh, I do, I will not be making the trip. I've, Darn. We've, uh, we've, we've maxed out the credit cards with travel expenses. Uh, sure. Having, you know, gone to, um, we were down in New Orleans um, a couple of weeks ago to watch them play Seattle. We, mm -hmm. uh, my wife and I, then went down to Houston to watch the CRAs, watch our son play in the oh, yes. Sevens National Championship match against Life, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know hosting Dan and Sheila Falcon to you guys uh, and and hosting the big guy. <laughs> we're ready to take a weekend uh, to ourselves. Sure, so, sure, makes um, a lot of sense. Yeah, and I and by the way, because my wife had to endure rugby weekend on Mother's Day weekend of all things, um, <laughs> you know, I I owe her a weekend at the lake, so uh, this For is sure. going to be her weekend. That's great. Yeah, that makes sense totally. I you know I will say this: uh, we're definitely considering Caitlin and I. We're trying to mark all of the the venues off of the list that we you know we want to go experience all the other venues uh, throughout MLR. We're really considering you know New Orleans at the top of the list if we play them next year. And there's some question marks about will Nola be moved over to the Western Conference? What's your take on that, real quick? <sighs> I would. I mean, it's probably a more natural fit. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. not sure that I'm, I'm not excited about that. You know, I think that if you talk to people in New Orleans, there's a natural angst against Atlanta. And I think they're 8-0 yes. against us. So at some point yes. in time, fans would like to have that opportunity to, to get one back mm -hmm. or to get two back during a season. Sure. Um, and just, you know, 
because of football there's a, and, and because of college football, mm -hmm. there's a natural rivalry. Uh, they have a saying down in New Orleans that NOLA stands for nobody, no one likes Atlanta. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, so moving over would be a tough pill to swallow. But um, you got to think it makes sense with Miami coming in just simply because you got uh, two opponents that are close. I mean, right down um, I-10 is is Houston. And mm -hmm. then uh, you make a little further trip up to Dallas. So, Dallas, yep. um, yeah, it makes a little bit uh, more sense. Um, so we'll see if we can get a you know a couple more teams in strategic locations. If somebody's there to put up the money, you might find that there's a Southern Conference, and then you can put together a Western and an Eastern, and you know, um, or a Midwest Conference, something you know in the middle. You know, yeah, or for sure, it would make sense absolutely. And I will say this: I really hope that a Charlotte team uh, comes online at some point. Uh, I've got to get my Bitcoin portfolio a little bit higher before I yeah. make a bid. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll have to see about all of that. But uh, yeah, I think that that would be a great trip. I would love to coordinate that with you if they happen to play the Free Jacks next year. I'd love to have you come down to NOLA, you know, and, and uh, kind of show us around. I think that'd be a blast. But we'll have to wait and see on that deal. Um, two questions before we get you out of here. Um, how does New Orleans come into the madhouse that is Fort Quincy and winning against the Jacks? How is that possible? Um, I well, I, I I think that a couple of positions are critical. I'm I'm really interested to see what their lineup will look like, mm -hmm. um, you know, on the weekend. Uh, they've got. I think you got to have Rodney o, Iona. His tactical kicking is is when he's on, he's on point. Um, first of all, I think you have to score points early. Um, you know, when they did play Seattle, they got on top of Seattle early. Um, the, the biggest question is, can they defend well and defend that lead? You know, and that's the critical piece. We know that defense, that's what they always say, right? Defense wins championships. doesn't matter right. whether you win 3-0 or, or 57, you know, 54 nil or whatever the points may be, uh, you mm -hmm. got to keep the other team from scoring more than you do. And I think that's one thing that they've struggled with uh, is, is defensive pressure. Um, so, you know, is, is applying defensive pressure. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, those are, those are some critical pieces. I mean, it's kind of interesting against um, this last weekend uh, against San Diego, they only conceded one penalty. That was their Achilles heel last year. They wow. conceded one penalty to, I think, uh, I'd have to look back at my book. It was like to, to San Diego's eight or something like that. Hmm. It was, it was obscene. I mean, statistically, they, they did, they, they were on top of the board, you know, quite frequently in a lot of statistical areas. Mm -hmm. um, you know, line breaks were troubling on the offensive side and, and missed tackles. Um, and in the, the, the kicking part at only 25% um, is problematic. And that's where I think a guy like Iona helps, you know, and, yes. you know, from having Bowden Waka, when you have a guy that can slot the kicks when necessary, you know, you, you keep the board ticking over, right? And it, it applies a, it applies pressure to the other team. They feel like they've got to, you know, uh, get the motor going. And sometimes they, you know, they try to run it deep out of their end instead of yep. you know, work the ball back to the other side, and especially yep. as the, the match draws, um, you know, closer to the the, the hooter. So, um, you know, having a quality kicker that can slot the slot the post and put it into touch and maybe find a 50-22 or, or two, um, you know, that can make all the difference in the world between, you know, winning and losing. For sure. I mean, I think what you're talking about is not rocket science per se, but it's something that, that away teams really need to do at Fort Quincy. You got to score early. 
to quiet the crowd. You're not going to kill the crowd because, I mean, it's a, it's a ruckus environment there pretty much at all times. But you can kind of quiet us down a little bit if you score two tries in 20 minutes. We're like looking around like, who the hell is this? You know, like, yeah. who, who, who the hell think they are coming in here doing this? And then, as you're saying, you got to make those opportunities or create those opportunities, you know, uh, have the other team, you know, co- uh, commit some penalties and then be able to have an excellent kicker that can convert those into points. Keep the scoreboard ticking over, as you're saying, and then make it difficult for a team like the Free Jacks and make them take risks, essentially, that they normally wouldn't do. And maybe you can benefit from that. So I like that that breakdown there about how you guys could potentially beat the Free Jacks. What is your score prediction for this game before we get you out of here? <laughs> I don't know. It depends what, what NOLA team shows up. I mean, is it going to be yeah. a team that can – that can put up the points and, and, and rack them up, or is it going to be the team that um, really uh, makes ball handling errors as they've uh, occasionally done or, or just fails to execute and, uh, you know, um, has, has some difficulty with their defensive structure. Um, I, you know, it, it pains me to say if they don't play well, you know, then, then New England's going to get on top and I'm going to put it at um, New England by, uh, by nine. Wow. Wow. I can't recall the last time that we've had a correspondent that is picking against their team in certain scenarios there. But I mean, I think I can kind of hear it in your voice. You're you're disappointed in the performance yeah. of your team. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love the gold. They're, they're great boys. They're great lads. I love Fitzy. Love uh, Tim. I mean, they're great folks. You know, I love the gold diggers and all their fans. But mm-hmm. I think you'll find that when you talk to a lot of gold diggers, when you talk to the fans, I think they're an honest lot, right? They're going to they're going to tell you what they think and tell you how they feel about how the boys are running. And, and I just, uh, you know, that inconsistency right now is a concern. And I don't think, you know, they've got to, they've got to earn their way in a match. Yeah. Uh, and that, and, and I think to a man, they'll tell you that they, they've got to earn their way in a match. They've got to earn their wins. And right now it's been difficult for them to come by with uh, two losses uh, uh, on the hoof uh, three. If, uh, Cause I think the three weeks ago was Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, three mm-hmm. weeks on the hoof, it's, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. For sure. It's a great way to put it. And I will say that, you know, I used to like romanticize about how the Free Jacks used to be underdogs like two seasons ago. And like we were, yeah. you know, we were these this team that was flying under the radar. And But now when I hear people and I ask them, like, what is your score prediction of the game? And I have these correspondents on. And when somebody says, ugh, uh, you know, like when you're <laughs> before you answer, it kind of feels good as well yeah. to be on top. Well, you, you know what I mean? You know, the, the New England does all they do the things they do things well. I mean, they have a tough pack. They're hard-nosed they're yeah. physical you know when you visit especially uh in uh, quincy uh for quincy you're, you're gonna be in for a battle you're gonna be in in for a bloody bruising physical oh, yeah. contest and physical affair and even with josh larson out you yeah. know uh, you're gonna get that um you know davidovitz uh yeah. young kid i mean i love he's a he's a special player just because he's he's not flashy, but he gets his work done and he does it with, you know, he does it hard. He does it physically, you know, and then you've got a back line, you know, I mean, um, uh, Poland uh, is, I mean, he's, a, he's, he always puts it up. I mean, he he's always a sleeper for MVP, game. right? Like he's, yeah. he's just so yeah. good. He scored a bunch of yeah. tries, but nobody's talking about him because he's not flashy, yeah. <clears throat> but he's, he's kind of be the best nine in the league. Like he's up there for sure. So yeah, it's an I interesting agree. question when I think about some of the some of the nines and and I, I have to agree. I you know I'm trying to. He's easily to top about, three, and then like yeah. he makes an argument to be the top. Uh, I, I I agree with that, but I he flies under the radar. That. So yeah, 
Yeah. Um, well, you know, and, and I guess I would say, I, I think when teams come in, he like, he doesn't fly under the radar, <laughs> you know? Um, I just, you know, I mean, when you think about nines, like how many of them this season, you really say, Oh yeah. I, you know, I don't know that right now it's a position that dominates the MVP conversation, you know, especially with a guy like Nate Augsburger, you know, killing it on the wing for San Diego. And Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you've got some guys playing at a really, really high level at other positions. um, And your nines are really what they're supposed to be doing as distributors. But when you got a guy like Poland who, you know, will find an a gap, will find a little, will knife himself through, you know, uh, 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 you know, a a soft shoulder, um, you know, you got, you got to love what he does. A thousand percent. He's a guy that is, you know, he's an original free Jack and he keeps scoring tries this year. Like I, he's just on another level at this point with the, the try scoring ability and he never misses a pass. Like you watch him all game long. He doesn't throw bad passes. I mean, sometimes, you know, there will be a, a defender that's in his face, but other than mm-hmm. that, like the guy doesn't miss on his uh, pass. Yeah, and that's wild. key, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, we experienced that in NOLA quite a few uh, times last last season. You know, that 9-10 communication mm-hmm. at sometimes really left us wanting, and it was right. it really broke down the continuity of play. But when you have a 9 that that has that ability to to really communicate well with their 10 and, and knows exactly what they want to do and how they want to do it, um, you know, it's it's – it's invaluable. A thousand percent. I want to switch to the conversation before we get you out of here because Bozo, of course, you know, the, the clown prince of MLR. Free Jack 69, yeah. Nola 10. I well, mean, Bozo's <laughs> name precedes him. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Rob, you got any message for the Rangers out there, the Free Jacks fans? Now, yeah, I do. Uh, I'm going to repeat what I said on the broadcast. Um, for the Hounds uh, Ironworkers match this last week on the sideline. Um, the league has made a big push uh, working with Looseheads, um, an apparel company out of the UK, looseheads.co.uk, um, to raise awareness for mental health. Um, I, I can't say it enough. I'm an educator um, at a high school and um, I've seen, and, and it's a it's a great suburb, great community, but unfortunately, um, mental illness uh, knows no bounds, and it's mm-hmm. affected kids that I've known, um, and it affects uh, people in the military. It affects uh, we, we know our fellow ruggers. It affects them too, mm-hmm. um, and so if you can reach out to your brand ambassador with your team, um, or go to looseheads.co.uk, uh, they have some great merch. Um, and, and that goes to help raise awareness for mental health issues. It, it's, it's okay to not be okay, as Chance Wangaluski says, a, a, a mate of mine. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it's, it's okay to ask, you know, people for help. Say, just simply saying, are you okay, can go a long way to, to you know, bring that person uh, back in um, and getting them the help they need to help them overcome um, the, the mental health issues uh, that they're dealing with. Um, you know, that's the beauty about rugby. We're a great community. We accept all comers and we don't care what yes. kind of baggage you bring. Um, so put your arms around that person, bring them into our fold and, uh, you know, let the let the rugby community take care of them. So, yeah, that's my message. 
Love that. That might be the best message all season from our correspondents. Yeah, Loosehead's great, great cause for sure. Guys, go check out that website. Get your hands on some merch. And it goes to a fantastic, very worthy cause for sure. There's a stigmatism. Uh, there has been forever about mental health, especially with guys, right? We're all tough. Like, yeah. oh, you know, we can just, you know, we'll, we'll just soldier through. But, you know, it's really not worth it. You got to reach out to people um, and, and check in on people as well uh, to make sure they're all set. So, yeah. There you go. Rob, I appreciate you being on here, man. Thank you so much. We had to cancel previously, and I, yeah. you know, it, but finally we were able to get it together and work it out. So I appreciate you very, very much for being on here. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm going to say one word to exit the video in three, two, one. Huzzah. The world. I mean, huzzah. <laughs> <laughs>